What's good, everybody? First, before you listen to this podcast, I just want to say I love you guys and just appreciate with all my heart. Um, I hope everybody's doing super well. I also want to talk about the new hit show, Tea with Gary V, every morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Gary, um, Tea with Gary V, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., two hours of me doing Q&A with people individually the deepest, deepest in-depth that I've ever done, more than Ask Gary V. I'm super excited about it. It's on facebook.com slash Gary every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. It's a smash if you go on social media, people are freaking out. Maybe my best content pillar ever. If you wanna get your questions on it, you can ask at 212-931-5731 on my community app. That's where we're taking the questions from, and what I mean by that is you ask the question there, use hashtag T with Gary V, and then somebody from my team goes in there and contacts you and actually gets you to be in the prompt for asking the question on the show in video form on Zoom, which is the infrastructure I'm using to then distribute out to Facebook. T with Gary V, the new smash hit show, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern. West Coast, wake up at that 5.45 time, brush your teeth and get on it. We got a lot of West Coast people on it. Hope you enjoy it. Hope I see you there. Love you guys. See ya. Hey, podcast listeners. Today's podcast is a mashup from Gary's Mastermind Talks keynote from 2016. It centers around self-awareness and how to truly not give a f- about what other people think. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. So I realized somewhere around sophomore year of high school that suddenly way more people than I wanted found me annoying. That was probably the first time I was like, maybe I was losing my, like, I remember that. I remember early high school being like, wait a minute, they're not highly entertained and finding this interesting? Um, so I do remember, I, I think it's DNA. I don't know where I get it, I don't, but I, when you said let, like, I do remember from 12 to 18, it, I found my way how to make this more palpable and I thought I really owned it and got great in it until I became more of a public figure and every time a piece of content on Facebook goes viral, 4,000 people say I'm a So, you know, I think that I, think that I try to deploy self-awareness as much as possible and now, I'm self-aware that 20% of people on First Impact are not gonna like it. Um, And so I do think it came from the lessons of life. Like, I I think one of the things that one has to do is accept themselves, right? And I think once once I did that, then it didn't hurt so much to have 22 out of 10 people not like it. Um, Because the cool thing with me is I also have three out of 10 people that like it so much and think it's the coolest thing they've ever seen and you just play it out. And then for me, because I know I'm grounded in very good truths and principles, I get a second at bad at it, which is it's so rewarding for people that thought you were to turn and become an advocate. I would tell you probably the 50 biggest advocates I have on social initially hated me. Okay, so was there, you know, a lot of people are in fear yes. of being authentic, right? Yes. They, they don't even know necessarily who they are or even the unknown unknowns about their own personality. No, that's a really good point. That's right. Right, okay. And so, but you just, you have always had that. What would you, what advice I just you tell give? people that they're gonna die. You're gonna die. Right, you're gonna die, right? So just you're gonna die. Okay. And at 91, when you're sitting there, you're like, you know what? <laughs> I mean it. 
one of the, this is interesting to me. This is, where, this is where hard wiring is something I believe in tremendously. It took me, again, when this started all happening in my 20s and 30s and 40s, and I've started realizing this. Boy, did I, was I attracted to old people as a kid. Like one of, I don't know if any of you did this, and, and then maybe we have some connections that way. I was weird as like, I, like, like my friend, we'd be, like I, I grew up in the 80s when, which meant you played outside, right? And so when we were outside playing, grandparents would visit once in a while and maybe because I didn't have, my, both my grandparents, three of my four grandparents died before I was born. People died young in Russia because they didn't want to live. Um, <laughs> uh, and, so, and so maybe that's why, but, and I used to think that's why, but now I just realize, I mean I learned a lot from just talking to old people and I think I picked that up at like, I, you know what I smelled? Regret. And I'm gonna tell you something. As scary as it is for you to judge me and for you to not think I'm cool and this and that, what's way scarier, the thing I, I think one of the scariest things in the world is regret. You know why? You can't fix it. I can fix you thinking I'm a over time. I can't fix being 96 and becoming 64 again. And so I think I'm so visceral to the regret that I smelled on old people as a kid that it impacted me heavily. Any piece of advice that you may have for them? Yes. Kids, don't listen to Tanya. (laughs) Don't listen to your parents. Definitely don't listen to your teachers. Don't listen to me. Listen to yourself. And I mean that. You'll learn, if you're wrong, you'll learn. And it's much better to learn by tasting it than reading about it or being told about it. That's my advice then. You got it. That's, and by the way, that's advice to entrepreneurs, right? Like that's what you, like, that's not advice to operators who are gonna be CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. They've gotta listen to parents. They've gotta, like, they're gonna play that game. But if you're an entrepreneur, there's, it's binary. You've gotta go completely the other way because the market's the judge. And it's back to what you and I talked about. When you're the entrepreneur, it's lonely. You know, mom's not there to save you. I'm kind of new to not giving a Okay. It's a new thing for me. It's yep. kind of happened. Like, but has it always been there? Yeah. It's always been there, right? Yes. I was like always nice to people. But you're like, you know what? Let this go. Yeah, I've just kind of I'm let. nice to people. No, no, no. <laughs> I know, but I also, I feel less responsible for people's feelings. Let me tell you something real quick, and some of you know this. I'm only razzy on stage when I'm not talking to anybody individually. I'm actually very uncomfortable with confrontation on a one-to-one level and I would never, ever think about hurting somebody's feelings. I mean, why? You know, so it's, you know, it's just when, I'm more visceral when somebody else is doing something to some, I'm more of like, he's being mean to him and I'll, that's when I'll jump in, you know? Yes, and I, I don't mean just being mean. I get it. Although I have no problem with confrontation whatsoever. Um, I, I'm a lawyer, so it kind of, and a New Yorker. But you know so what, I apologize. My, I would actually argue my biggest weakness ever was my lack, my visceral reaction to confrontation, which made me very bad at firing for about 10 to 12 years because I was terrible at it. Like I was terrible at it. I was so full of shit. 
Like, I would never give any critical feedback and then you just walk in and be fired because I got pent up enough courage to finally do it. I was terrible at it. And, it, and I, I was really bad at it and it's something I'm very embarrassed of. And the worst version of it is it's how I broke up with girls and I hate to say it out loud because I want to be really, like it was the, it's the single thing I'm most embarrassed of of the way I broke up with girls that I dated because I wasn't a man enough to break up to their face. That felt good. <laughs> it's, good to get the po- it's good to get the poison out. <laughs> All right, go ahead. We, we forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> so my question really is like, what's the ROI on like not giving a f- and being unapologetically yourself? Because that's Speed. kind of where I'm at. Okay. Speed. The thing that you, when you're not spending any time worrying, you're spending time on executing. Speed. And I, and I like the way a lot of you reacted to that because that's a weird answer to that question. But I can see that a lot of you caught it and some of you understand it and do it. Speed is the game in what we all do for a living. And if you're not worried about dwelling on what people think, you're in execution mode. And I do everything in my possession, everything in my power, excuse me, to put myself in full execution mode at all times. Do you think that women business leaders are going to change the culture from the crush it culture no. to, no, no, no at all? Nope. Okay. No, that's awesome. Like, it's interesting. Because, because like, we're because, living in this because, world because, where because, our, because our concerns are different. Because I don't think, I don't think the crush it culture is really the culture. Really, I don't. Like, it's just one of the subcultures. There's, there's much more momentum for politically, like, just so you know, because a lot of my content goes viral on Facebook, which is, by the way, it's so funny, a lot of my content is going quite, scaling quite well on Facebook. Oh, by the way, here's a secret. Captioned videos. Do not put up another video on Facebook without captioning it. So like, there's a tactic for tonight. Anyway, my, my content is dismantling it, which is so funny. Because my paid team, my con- like my team sits next to me, and I'll know because we're putting up con- like like we're very much in sports culture. Like eh. like they they get excited, they're super pumped, and I'm super like sad for a quick second because I'm like, here comes seven million people that have never seen me before. So here comes the top fifteen comments of this guy's a, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Here's why I brought that up. All of my content that's crush it that's winning is viscerally getting pushed against. Like the top thing that everybody's, don't you, do you want to see your kids? Oh, this guy's gonna die at 42. Like, you know, like, it, I do not think crush it culture is the main culture right now. I think the work-life balance, politically correct, we're all gonna accomplish everything and do everything balanced right game is the culture. And like, Bernie's very popular, right? Like, if you go look at the data, I'm looking at it very carefully because I don't want my head chopped off for being a capitalist. Like, 16 to 24 year olds, for all the entrepreneurs there are, there's a bunch of people that think working hard is bad, like capitalism is bad, like you're in an ecosystem of a lot of winners, crush it, we're gonna do it, but, but the macro, the macro, the, 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 the thing has already changed. The thing changed. The thing's changed. America 
lost. Like, like just so, I want everybody around, like, I don't know how much you get around, like, it's over. Like, we've had too many decades and too many generations. You, me, we're the problem. Like, just, like, it's not our faults. We were just born in the generation of 200 years into our empire. We are soft. Soft. build and sustain self-awareness? I don't know. <laughs> I, I hate this question because I really want to give a good answer and there's people that do different things that feel like, I don't feel like I have a grasp on how to teach self-awareness or maintain it. I know I have it, I know I rely on it, I know that there's people, that I've seen people talk about how to do it, like I respect that that may be true, I've never dug under the hood or watched somebody do it. I have I have seen this, and this is something for a lot of you that are building things to think about. I have seen a lot of my people grow in their self-awareness out of the safety that I've created in the environment, in the culture of the company. And so within safety, they've been able to expand their emotional intelligence. Um, But I don't know, man, but boy, let me tell you something. For that gentleman or whoever, like. If you know how to do it, if, you, if, if there's a way to really do it, it's the drug. It is the game. It's unbelievable how powerful it is if you have it. It just saves you. It makes you likable, it makes you like yourself, it makes you understand. The, the other thing, you, know, you understand, there's something that comes along with it. There's a cousin of all these feelings. Empathy is something I live on. Do you know that nobody's ever let me down? If you, like, if you really understood why I'm so happy, and I really am, it's because nobody's ever let me down. Because I actually have zero expectation of others. Like zero. Because I understand. I get it. I'm empathetic. I understand. I get it. Like, you couldn't. You shouldn't. You weren't raised that way. You didn't see it. You didn't, like, I don't know. And so, um, I'm not sure, but I can tell you this. If, if I could wish, besides health, on my children, two things, it would be unbelievable self-esteem, which I do think I can control, and then I, I wish it was unbelievable self-awareness, which I don't, I don't understand that I can control as much. The biggest fear I have for people that are entrepreneurs, growth hackers, smart, doing their thing, is we are going to not a mobile first world, we're going to a mobile only world. Right, like I'm on a three-day business trip right now, no laptop, this is it. That blows my mind. Like, I'm literally not, I mean that's just crazy to me that I don't have my laptop. I'm running business, like I do stuff. This is not like, you know, like, like, and so there's a lot of people here that rely on their tactics in a digital environment based on landing page optimization and all the things they think about in a desktop universe. And so, a, what you're doing on your website and how you're storytelling to the world, you have to figure out mobile only. And B, and probably more importantly, as you guys know, it's being contextual and relevant in all these other channels as well as being relevant in your home base. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave 
reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's highlighted review comes from 100% Authentic by Kuna Koa. I've been following Gary off and on since 2014, but these past 14 or 15 months, I've been really listening and watching. Not even to start a business so much, but to just change my mindset. I absolutely love this guy. I relate to him so much. Working for my dad as well as in his business until I was in my late 20s. Everything he says, man. Gary, you and your team are such a blessing. Drive on. Hey, Kay. We really appreciate you taking the time to write this message and we hope you're doing well. Remember to leave a review for a chance to be featured next. 